0: Sen Beno that is hello in. You'll probably never guess. It sounds. I don't know what it sounds like. Senbenor, but it's Mongolian. So Mongolia, very intriguing country, and it's so, like the only thing people know about Mongolia is Genghis Khan, and probably with good reason because that nigga was a savage. He was the original savage. Uh, apparently, one in forty people in Asia are direct descendants from genghis khan just started like a pure amount of people like he just like he just raped them do you know what i mean like that's what he did um the mongolians were bloodthirsty and they, they were like crazy good fighters apparently so they used to like um the biggest massacre was like an army of one hundred and fifty thousand chinese against twenty thousand mongolians and they just absolutely massacred them that's how many they killed so i don't know how much was in the army must have been more than that but that's how many people they killed. So, to put that into perspective, that is the population of modern day Scotland. right? Imagine you getting 10,000 men and murking the whole of Scotland. Aberdeen, Glasgow, everyone's just goners. That's what Genghis Khan was on Man did, you know what he did, right? So, they used to, like, um, someone, someone rode into, like, the city and they see this, like, massive white mountain and they're thinking, why is it snowing in, in like, the desert? It's really hot. You know, the mountain shouldn't have snow. They get closer to it. It is a pyramid of skulls that these men collected. The, the Mongolians collected, right? And they just like stacked them on top of each other. There is whole tribes in China, right? That man got killed as well. I know, I, I was shocked too. That man got and shit. <clears throat> there was a whole um, portion of, of Chinese people who no longer exist because Genghis Khan and his mandem killed them all the great wall of china was meant to keep them out that was the whole reason and they did it all in like 40 years that's the craziest part that is the craziest part um yeah and now he's like a tourist attraction people take pictures of him and shit so i mean just think about this for a second guys yeah that, that's how much he if you want to call it achieved because i mean yeah it is it's an evil thing what he achieved it do you know what i'm saying to you that's what my man achieved right alexander the great had the biggest empire known to mankind and he did it all in his 20s, right, man man took the throne, he was like 18, and like throughout his 20s, by the time he was 30, the guy was like the biggest emperor ever known, right, and nobody talks about him like that, so does does anything really matter, does what you do actually matter, because you're just going to be a tourist attraction in a thousand years, and that's if you're really, really, really great, like Alexander was, I don't know, but I digress I was not even supposed to talk about any of this it just got really depressing really quick but the thing that I did want to talk about was <clears throat> it is kind of to do with history and so currently there's a bit of an uproar about Idris Elba and him being a black james bond now Idris Elba decided to announce this by um tweeting a photo that every single roadman or anyone who's ever been on road will universally identify with. Do you know, you know that filter really? You know which one I'm talking about? Where the pictures looks kind of cartoony, but then he sharpens the shit out of it, right? He, he posted a picture like that, right? Which is him saying, essentially, I am from the ends. And he put, Elba, Idris Elba, or something like that. I think that's what he put anyway, or Idris Bond, or Elba Bond. I don't know. I don't know what he put. But anyways, my point being is, Idris Elba is a G, and he should definitely be James Bond, because this nigga, right, this guy was tweeting about it, he was saying, we don't need, Idris Elba to be black. Uh, a black We don't need a black James Bond. We don't need your stuff. Some of it needs to be our stuff. Listen, mate, all right? You're taking it too far, okay? Some of you black supremacists, you take the shit too far, right? Because, okay, you always say, you, you spew this stuff about why don't we make our own things? Why don't we do our own things? All right, go on and do it. Nobody's actually done it. There was there is shit that's established yeah and shit that's already going and if someone has earned it through merit right once he's on the cusp are you just gonna say oh you know what? pack it in start your own hollywood and start your own james bond mate what are you gonna call it jackie bond doesn't make any sense um so yeah his point was we should we should do that and i was like bro i'm telling you it's like you working your way up in a corporate company and working your ass off for like 10 years and then Someone else gets a promotion when you kind of deserve it. Because Idris Elba really intrigued. Look at the roles that he's had and look at the work he's been putting in. This nigga can act. He puts in an American accent where it's natural, where you don't even clock man's British. Americans don't clock that he's British. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, That's how good his American accent is. He's been putting in a grass for 10 years, for 20 years plus. He's been string a bell in the wire, which is the greatest TV show on the face of the earth, by the way, I just want to, I'm going to come back to that actually, because I want to talk about that for a bit, it's the greatest TV show on earth, he played Stringer Bell in that, um, he's, he's done numerous roles in like, kind of Hollywood blockbuster, Beast of No Nation, amazing acting, amazing African accent, um, he did, Thor, he was the guy, the gatekeeper dude, so, he's been due a, A-list blockbuster, leading role, kind of, situation, but he's not got it, and I don't know why, Um, and, he would be a perfect James Bond because the guy is... I just want to talk about what James Bond should be and how he should be, okay? So James Bond, to me, yeah, I don't I don't like Daniel Craig, which is the last James Bond in it because he's too, like, chiseled and shit. He's got, like, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Looks like he's, like, flipping... I don't know, he's walked out of a, a action man flipping cartoon or something, like Barbie's boyfriend or something. Like He's too, he's too much of... He, he's just, like, he's too... He doesn't look like a gentleman, do you know what I'm saying to you? This guy looks like he'll he'll be on the cover of like a swimsuit magazine or some shit like that. The guy before him, Piers Brosnan, that guy was the real nigga because him, he can fit in in like a. To me, James Bond is able to fit in. Do you get me? Daniel Craig is not the kind of guy to fit in. My man, Piers Brosnan, I think his name was, yeah? This guy just looked like a normal guy, but he was still James Bond, and he? he was still a savage out here. He had the car, he had the, the the pen that you click twice and then it stabs you. The real niggas, the realest nigga here is Johnny English, but I'm not even going to get into that, he's, he's the realest guy. But second comes Piers Brosnan. But anyways, back to The Wire, okay? So The Wire is the greatest TV show on the face of the earth, and if you haven't seen it yet, you need to watch it, and I'm going to tell you why you need to watch it. The Wire is the only show that I have watched that's got the most insane character development I have ever seen out of anything. To the point you will relate to these characters like you know them. When they do stuff, you're like, yeah, that sounds kind of like him. Um, and what else is amazing about it is there's, like, there's levels to this shit. It's re- it goes really deep in the sense that you'll have one character who's like... It's, all, it's about the roads, is it? Basically, isn't it? it's about Baltimore, people selling crack in baltimore people having their corners but you really understand where it comes from because the guy that wrote it was he used to, he, he was a police reporter um he used to write about all of this shit for years and years like 34 years so a lot of this shit is based on what he's seen and what he's like actually experienced um and it talks about how it starts from the street level so season one is just there like you know kind of an introduction then it goes into season two which is not as good um if you're bored by it. season two skip it i'd say but it's a good season anyway but then you know that, that's based on like the docks and shit and how the drugs comes in and you know how the polish are involved and how the Albanians or whatever are ever involved season three talks about the streets right and that's just all out war gang warfare how this shit happens and why it happens it's, it's not your average it's not like power or you know your average like black thing where it's like oh you know like, we're, we're gangbangers and we're killing you for no reason no you really like you understand the motives behind it you, you see people taking it really seriously you have people coming out of jail it's literally like a job like a corporate job you have like you know the heads which is stringer bell which is idris elba and another guy and then you got the enforcers who are the guys who you know if shit goes wrong they clean up the mess and by clean up the mess that's a euphemism for killing niggas and then you got the guys that are on the corners then you got the kids who are the like the runners you know it literally goes all the way up and then yeah, season four is about I think it's about the schools. So season four they place a focus on how the kids in the schools and shit, um, how they kind of take footsteps that lead in at one direction or another. Um, you know, Nose and Malik just you know one direction out here. You get me. <clears throat> so it's really like it's interesting. So yeah, I definitely recommend. I've never talked about a TV show for this long. Um, you can tell I'm geeking out by this shit. It's really good, so go and watch it. Back to the topic anyway. So I wanted to talk about representation and what it means. So yeah, James, um, Idris Elba being James Bond, another thing about it is the fact that... Okay, I know it's becoming a bit of a trend and this whole Wakanda thing is getting kind of jarring. Everything, anything, that's anything. is like, oh, Wakanda forever. Wakanda, shut up, man. But it will be good to have a black James Bond because it will, it will set a precedent. It will maybe... Be one of the first steps that will get to start changing people's minds because a lot of history is just kind of watered down, you know. A lot of real life, actual people and actual characters are whitewashed. um The Last Samurai, for example, it's a really good movie, don't get me wrong, yeah, it's a really good movie, but it's one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen because this white guy goes to become a samurai and in like six months he surpasses everyone. It's bullshit, mate, and they do that just because he's white um and that that is a stereotype actually that's been reinforced from day one it's not even a new thing so um as an example so japan right japan used to have a they had like the imperial army you know they were japanese samurais and you know you know the whole the spiel in it which is that you know we are super honorable you know we're just real niggas out here if we fail i'm gonna stab myself you know because we can't be failing out here which is a true thing by the way generals used to like you get me i was making a sound effect for Um, impaling oneself but they used to kill themselves if they didn't if they didn't win a battle but then, man what they used to do is they had a war with china okay so they wanted dominance in the region they seen colonialism they seen they seen the fact that germany uh not even germany mainly like britain france belgium them man were eating well from colonialism they were you know seeing that these guys are in, are in really good shape and how um, it was a history podcast called Dan Collins Hardcore History check it out but how he described it was they seen the effect of steroids almost the steroids of colonialism which is like you know you're puffed up you're, you're beefy you're looking really good but obviously in 40 or 50 years you start getting the heart attacks and you start getting, you know, the the bad effects from it, which is, you know, all, the, all of the revolts and all of the things that happened during the colonial era. Maybe don't do shitty things, innit? Think about it in that way. Maybe, maybe don't be an arsehole, but that's beside the point. China, I mean, Japan wanted that, right? So what they did was they decided to invade the Korean Peninsula. So I know UK-pop people are very salty about this. Um, get over it. They decided to invade the korean peninsula so the whole of that like, north and south korea which is just korea at that point as well as like taiwan and places like that and the the japanese before they did that they sent out numerous people to like the whole of the world because they realized we we're falling behind technologically and they got them to literally just watch what they're doing um literally spy on them find out how they make their things find out how they run their c- colonies find out everything so they went and did that they developed some good weapons they developed some amazing warfare in a very very short amount of time and they absolutely handed china's ass to them they just destroyed them and they're a much smaller country with a much smaller population and they just literally like you get me did china got their ass beat china were at the end of of a 10-8 round if this was boxing um where was i even going with this oh yeah okay so so yeah china got their asses beat and Granted, the whole of Europe was surprised. They were saying, oh, you know, amazing. We didn't think Japan would win. But at the end of the day, you only beat another oriental country up. You lot can't fight at all. If you were fighting against a uh, a white army, then you'd get destroyed, which is where the whole the idea of the last samurai comes from. You know, the white guy can come come over there and learn this shit um, in, in a month or two months. But, you know, they, they, they were in for a very rude awakening because these Japanese people more than held their own with... Almost every single country. Um, Let me string this shit all the way back to representation. Okay, so uh, one of the things that I wanted to also talk about, which was the fact that history is whitewashed, which is what I mentioned before. Did you know 30% of cowboys were black people? I didn't know that shit either, because in every Spaghetti Western, it's all white guys. You don't see any black people. The only black people you see are slaves. 30% of the cowboys in that shit were black people and that, that that they just perpetuate myths and and weird ass ideas that aren't really true um, it goes to show that you know if you if you repeat something for enough time they say like they say like a lie has traveled halfway around the world before the truth has even put his shoes on and nothing epitomizes this like um, okay so everyone have you heard the idea that if you eat carrots it's good for your eyesight and it boosts your eyesight now, this was a lie that was spread in 1940-whatever, 41, 42, or whatever, uh, because the British invented a radar, and they didn't want the bloody Germans knowing that they had a radar. So they said, eat car- we eat carrots. That's that's where our eyesight's gone good. Um, yeah, so that shit spread all around the world, and to this day, people believe that. I believed that for a very, very long time until I heard this shit. Yeah, so you probably realise that I've got a bit of an obsession, obsession with war in it, but that shit is... I don't know. It's 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 very, it's very entertaining, um, which which if you think about it, it's kind of messed up. For entertainment, I, I read and hear about people who died and gave up their lives, um, and I tell you guys, for the bands, there was a guy once who, so, some everyone's probably heard of D-Day, right? Which was the day that that was the operation that you know kind of put the last nail in the coffin for the Germans. Now, they had two particular Italian islands that they wanted to invade from um, and when they were making the decision, what they did was they chose, I can't remember which island it was, but it was Sicily and another island, right? They chose the other island, but they wanted to throw the Germans off, so you know what they did? They, they had a dead German pres—a uh, prisoner, a dead guy and they they put some they put an american uniform onto him and they put some fake papers in his pockets and they just dashed him in the ocean eventually he washed up on the beach in sicily and they found him and germans took it they read the papers they're like oh the the americans and the british want to invade from this particular island over here let's fortify the shit out of it they put all of their guys in sicily thinking that you know we we got really lucky here we found some intel Meanwhile, the Germans and, uh, I mean, the uh, Americans and the British, what do they do? They go in through the other island, and that's how Germany died. So, yeah. The moral of the story is, people ain't shit. Don't believe anyone. Everyone's lying to you. <laughs> um And, yeah, they're probably trying to kill you. So, you know, that's that's how it is. People will rub, like, the shoes on your feet. People will rub sand. And, in fact, people have actually rubbed sand before that shit happens. On a, It's happened now. So, what Singapore used to do, right? So, like, there's, there's a whole industry behind this shit which i never knew about but what used to happen was um singapore used to buy sand from malaysia and they used to pay them for sand and they just did it for so long <clears> they <throat> did it for years and years until malaysia realized hold on something something's going on here and they found out that that sand was being deposited on the singaporean coast and they've like they've actually grown an extra few miles because of that and that those miles have to come from somewhere and where did they come from malaysia malaysia has been shrinking the whole time so literally singapore's been buying malaysia um and now now that sand became like a scarce thing because if you really think about it a lot of things that we use are made of sand so cement uses sand um glass is made of sand you need a lot of sand and you, you can't just have any sand like you can't just have um, the Sahara Desert sand, which is probably the obvious thing that you think, because the Sahara Desert sand is too smooth, you can't you can't make it stick to anything, you can't build anything out of it. You need a particular type of sand that's a bit more a bit more like stony, a bit more rocky. Um, so yeah, so like there was a beach in Jamaica where residents woke up one day, the whole beach is gone. Middle of the night, they just got like 50 trucks. Some guys just literally loaded the trucks up and left. So people are actually stealing sand out here um yeah and they found out that they were taking it to a holiday resort so you know when you go to a holiday resort and the beach there is like really nice and sandy and, and beautiful uh it was probably robbed from from some poor people down the road they could never prove it because there's big corporations behind all this shit, and they are just stealing things but yeah shit is, shit is really really deep especially if it's like a poor country or, or a poor community i mean like it's a nice coastal town like that they can't really do anything about it they they, they don't have the the legal muscle to they did actually, I just remember now, they did actually take them to court. There was one lawyer who's like, oh, you know, what? I'm not having this, uh, you know, we're going to sue them. They sued them and guess what happened? Midway through the case, the lawyer, I mean the judge, sorry, the judge that was listening to the case, retired. So they had to just dash the whole case away and it never ever got resolved, which is pretty sh- a pretty shitty thing to do. Um, yeah, but these Caribbean islands are pang. There There's actually a woman who swam from a Caribbean island to Florida. Um, no, the other one actually. She she's swam from Florida to Cuba, which is 90 miles away, in the ocean. She's the only woman to ever do it, right? And listen to her TED talk; it's bloody amazing. She's called Diane Nyad, N Y A D, and she she did it like four or five times, where she tried to do it and she kept failing every single time. And um, the whole idea was like nobody had ever done it. This was recently, maybe the last 10 years. Nobody had ever done it before, and this lady tried three or four times to do it she failed every single time one time she got bitten by a flipping stingray Word to my nigga Steve Irvin Steve Irwin, and she couldn't make it so um, anyways one day like she was 66 at this point right never been done before not a man nor a woman had ever done it alright 66 and she said you know what I'm gonna try to do it one more time she tried to do it she went she trained she used to swim like laps on laps like for 20 hours straight um, just like sitting there like am you didn't even mishear this shit. Like twenty hours or some shit like that. That's that's how long she would swim to practice for this. Okay, so um, the day comes and she jumps inside the the ocean. She starts swimming. There's like numerous boats with her. There's people like kind of tracking her, and she's swimming and she's swimming and she's swimming. And the way she describes it, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Like it, it made me want to do this thing if I wasn't crazy and not white, I would have done it. <laughs> um, but she describes it as being like when she's swimming at night right she's in the ocean and she's got her headphones in and she can't hear shit she literally can't hear anything except for her music and her like heartbeat and every stroke that she's making she feels like she's in like a complete abyss where you can't see anything because the sky is like pitch black the water's pitch black so she's like literally in this black abyss just like swimming along and singing a nice cheery happy song not a care in the world um Yeah, she did that, and she it took her like twenty five. No, it took her numerous days. Actually, I think it's like three nights. She swam for like three nights uh, consecutively, and she actually made it. So obviously, she drank and stuff. You know, like did stop the boat, would stop check up, and see if she's all right. There was numerous like people, people around her. But yeah, when when she like started to get really close, and she started to feel kind of demotivated, they have this golden rule, which is like never tell me how how long is left. Um She would her she goes like my trainer she she broke the rule just that one time because she was saying look can you see over there that is the Cuban coast you've not got very long left just don't give up and she went and the last it wasn't it was like the last six hours or the last eight hours of the journey and she was that was the last that was the easiest bit the easiest bit um out of the whole journey because I knew I'm almost getting there um which is a crazy amount for us because I would never swim even an hour. That shit is insane. I would never ever do that. But yeah, thank you very much for listening guys. It's been a lovely podcast. I've I've proper enjoyed it. A lot of these things today weren't even planned. Um you can tell I'm in a waffly chatty mood. I'm in a good mood, guys. All right. You know why? Cuz cuz you guys give me my happiness. Um what did I say now? I can't remember it, but someone took the piss out of me for so. Uh, yeah, until next week. Assalamu alaikum.